1: Welcome to another exciting edition of Plank of the Week. Here we are at the world headquarters of Plankery, which is, of course, in the news building here in London, right near London Bridge. Uh, I am joined today uh, by two stalwarts of Plankery, a man who's done this many times, Russell Quirk, we call you, I guess, property consultant these days, don't we? And uh, a PR guru to the stars and all sorts of things like that. And Esther Krakow's is back as well, uh, who I've just been told had the highest level ratings of all time the last time you were here. So we're hoping for another popular one. Um, of course, what you need to do is uh, sign up to our YouTube channel where we do all sorts of other great stuff as well, uh, the ever-growing Talk Radio TV, and we're going to be doing much more of that. There's been an awful lot of plankery this week, hasn't there, I mean, from, from, yeah, as usual, choice, uh, from the Lib Dems to uh, you know, the Labour Party to uh, the Royal Family to, I don't know where to begin really, why don't yeah. you kick us off, Russell?
2: I'll kick off with the first one. Okay, well I, I say this with regret, mm. Mike, can I say, um, okay. because I know he's a kind of he's almost become a bit of a, I don't know it's an overused phrase, but a national treasure. Yeah, Rishi Sunak. yes, the Conservative Chancellor, um, or some might ask themselves currently, is he controversial? That yeah. because
1: everybody's he's everybody's favourite Tory. Well, it,
2: he's certainly the one of the most uh, one of the most favoured politicians, I think, uh, of, of recent times, um, and understandably so. He's dished out lots and lots of money to businesses and uh, employees and so on and so forth, insofar as the whole COVID epidemic and the crisis that's uh, surrounded that. But what you may have seen over the weekend is, of course, the the rumours from inside Whitehall that he's about to go on a tax attack uh, and particularly insofar as uh, attacking the wealthy. So the plan is, as it's been leaked, that he intends to increase corporation tax from 19% to 24%. Uh, he is, this is you know, an
1: outrageous hike yeah, of
2: actually a- more than 25%, well, it's right? Well, huge. Yeah, and he's going to tax like pensions, yeah. get rid of the triple lock, yeah. and tax the wealthy, All to pay for the uh, consequence of COVID. Mm. Now, I think most of us kind of get that, um, but it was John Redwood, I think, that said yesterday that, look, you cannot tax yourselves out of, you, you can't tax yourselves out of a crisis like this, and you certainly can't tax uh, insofar as growth, you spend and uh, invest for growth, but you certainly can't tax mm. because, of course, all that happens then is things contract even yeah. further. Do you know what I find yeah. interesting
1: about John Redwood, right? Was that we used to regard this guy as a bit weird, kind of the Vulcan, right? That was his mm. nickname. And, and, you know, he never laughs, he very rarely smiles. Um, he actually now sounds quite sensible. Yes. I don't know what that tells you about the rest of the government yeah. because uh, they seem to be off the, off the wall scary. And Redwood's sitting there like some kind of, you know, sort of old-fashioned guru.
2: Yeah, so look, I know there's four years until an election, so you could argue that a Conservative government with a majority of 80 can do what they like. Um, but I, mean, I would wager that Middle England and business, if they are taxed until the pipsqueak, to yeah. use an old saying, uh, as a consequence of, uh, you know, admittedly having to pay for this, I don't think Middle England standard Conservative voters are, gonna, are really going to are going to let Rishi off the hook in the future, or indeed this government. So I think it's a really terrible thing to do. If anything, I believe taxes should be reduced so that we can So people can spend more money. Yeah. yeah. Because the
1: end result of putting up taxes is that people will spend less, they'll have less to spend, and they will be parsimonious. And also they will hate it. They will hate the government. And the number of people who will be happy about it it's so minuscule none of whom would vote Tory anyway there's no anyway. point in doing it yeah no exactly yeah. it yeah, seems no, like they're kicking the themselves them the roof,
3: yeah wouldn't it, wouldn't it seems like
1: they're kicking themselves in
2: the foot doesn't
3: yeah, it yeah 5% hike in corporation tax That's obscene. Well, and of
2: course it's business you know the majority of people are employed by small businesses it's yeah. like 90% of people are employed by small businesses so to say to those businesses that basically you know you've got to work hard and obviously you've been under the cosh as we all have over recent weeks and months but as a consequence those hard-earned profits are going to be taxed mm. even more i think it's an absolute outrage well it is yeah. and also they've already started squeezing
1: everybody uh, in small business as well by the way that they've had to put a tax on dividends now which never used to exist it used to be a lot easier to mm. make money that way so they're kind of closed trying to close off any kind of entrepreneurship in yeah. the country. And what they should be doing is going after the big companies, which I would be quite happy to see them do, like Google, like Starbucks, these yeah. people, these big American corporations
2: that pay bugger all. That are still let, let off the hook yeah. consistently. Yeah. So, so I never thought I'd say it, Mike, I have to say, but uh, Rishi Well, it's Sunak. interesting.
1: Also, I think Rishi Sunak will become less popular as soon as the furlough money starts disappearing so, yeah, and, and everyone start goes, the pinch oh, of- that swine Rishi Sunak used to give me all this money. I mean, I was hearing the other day from someone that this, you know, this uh, eat out to help out scheme has actually resulted in a very weird phenomenon where people are now expecting to be given something back. I was talking to a friend of mine who runs a restaurant and and he said he overheard people saying, and these are mostly young people, well, we're not gonna come back until they bring that back because even now they've taken it away. As soon as they'll have to put they'll have to put it back on because we'll all stop coming no, until they I'm put so it back sure on. It
3: was young people. I know. <laughs>
1: so people are now expecting a handout from the government. Yeah. So you know, if you can't get any jobs, don't worry, the government will look after you. Yeah. If you if you want some money to go out and eat, here's some more money. I mean, it's, it's, or, or it's worked the out the
2: restauranteurs badly. to foot the bill, and of course, yeah. it's a big chunk. It's 50%. Yeah. You know? It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so you could argue it's a time when those restaurants perhaps were not as busy as they normally would yeah. be. Um, but, yeah, no, look, I think you're exactly right. We're getting to a situation where it's kind of... Um, Here's a load of money, yeah. and everybody wants more and more and more. More, yeah. I mean, we need to get people standing on their own two feet, don't we? Yeah, responsibility. Oh, my
3: gosh. What? Yes, I know. Make no people reason? responsible I know. for themselves. How people dare actually you, taking
1: responsibility for what they say, yeah. what they do, where they go. Oof, you know, I un-locking. mean, I know it's a bit radical. <laughs> but, you know, this is a Tory government we're talking about. They're supposed to yeah, believe you in wouldn't, self-reliance. You could have fooled me. I know. Yeah. Who's your first one?
3: Okay, so... My first one Be is Dawn, kind. Dawn Butler.
2: <laughs> Dawn Butler, your friend.
3: Oh, my best friend. If anyone's been following me on, on Twitter, you yes. realise that I'm, I have campaigned to have this woman... Like, Okay, so basically, 23 days ago, and I have a countdown on my Twitter for yeah. anyone who's curious, Dawn Butler was being driven by a, I'm gonna say racially ambiguous man, because from the of footage, she had to confirm and have a signed letter from Dick Cressida that this man was actually black. Everyone saw a very pale man. So let's say he was racially ambiguous. Um, they were stopped because they, um, they drove past police and the back windows of the car were tinted. Mm. So they couldn't actually, and the police chief confirmed that they couldn't see who was in the car. Right. So the, um, policemen got suspicious. And so they put in the license plate, but apparently they put in the wrong put license it in plate. wrong, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. So they came up with a car in Yorkshire, which was suspicious. Right. So they decided to pull it over just as professional And this is curiosity. because I
1: think for background, there had been people coming in cars from Yorkshire yes. committing crimes in the area. Exactly. Something like that. In, so in happening. Yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I must point out that this is Hackney, um, so I feel like if the police actually wanted to stop and search a white person, they might have been there all day. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so they stopped the car and apologised and said, you know, this was the reason why and all of that. Um, from the video footage that Dawn Butler shared, it didn't actually show in a very good light because the policeman couldn't get a word in right. anyways. ways. Um, and she decided to... she was to, kind of
1: wagging her finger at it, wasn't exactly, she? Exactly.
3: She looked like the happiest um, racially profiled woman on planet Earth. Um, so she decided to put the faces of these police officers on social media and conduct a trial by social media. Um, and since then, I said, OK, well, this sounds like rubbish, because it probably was. Um, let's have the body cam footage of the police release, because if you've accused the Metropolitan Police of racially profiling mm. you, even though you weren't the driver, yeah, um, let, you know, let's have it out. Um, since then, <laughs> she has blocked me. Um, we haven't heard any. How
1: very democratic of
3: I know. Yeah, a member of parliament. They, we love, they love doing that
1: Labour, Labour piece. I've been blocked by loads of them. Not uh. her, my <laughs>
3: Really? You yeah, yeah. My
1: not yet. Well, I haven't really gone at her. After. I haven't really uh, t- gone after her. But uh, yeah, but, yeah so, so what's happened with this, this footage? Is it this not being released so she won't allow it?
3: They have 20 working days to get back to me and a whole bunch of other people that submitted the request. I don't know whether you have to, it can only be released to the people that are in it. But if, if that's the case, then it's even more suspicious because yeah. why wouldn't she want it released if right. she's so boldly If it proves her point. Exactly. And the mainstream so media jumped be all over. She thinks
2: she's had to permission for it to be released and she said no, um, potentially.
3: Probably, but... Either way, this just makes her just just shows the lunacy of the whole um, everything is racist kind of era that we're living in. Um, so she's definitely she's probably going to be a plank until that footage is released. Yes. And if it's not released, then it's just I feel like that's a perfect example of how the mainstream media jumps on anything to do with with race because they feel like it kind of I don't know says yeah we were right or whatever. Yeah.
1: She but did, yeah. seemed
2: seem to be reveling in it, didn't she? Oh, she was enjoying you know, it. I mean, she was... well,
1: she did that whole thing, didn't she? But she her first tweet was I've just been stopped. Um, by the police oh, while yeah. driving while Minutes driving through Hackney, I yeah. will be putting out a video later with all the details. Right, yeah. making it sound as though something terrible happened, mm. yeah. and and it actually meant that people like David Lammy, another Plank, uh, who doesn't appear often in the Planks list, sent his <laughs> should. what was it? What was it? He was sending love and prayers yeah. to her. Do you remember? Yeah, and Owen and Owen Jones was like. Oh, I hope you're okay. Yeah, and we like, wheel out the victim She's support. fine. Yeah. She's absolutely fine. She and wasn't then,
3: even driving and the one, car. she wasn't
1: driving the car. She wasn't stopping search. Two, they couldn't see who she was in order to stop her, oh. i.e. they didn't know that she was black. Yeah. And three, um, you know, by the time she actually released the video, mm. it was very clear that she doctored it mm. and it was only releasing a bit
2: of it. Well, it might and have then it didn't show four, anything anyway. Four, the and police officers, I think, apologised, didn't they? Instead, they, they explained that they'd put yeah, in the wrong registration number in error, apologised. Kind of job right. done, but she was uh, she. Didn't and the want to police let it go.
1: themselves, who normally fall over themselves to apologise, actually said they didn't do anything wrong. And
3: mm. the police chief has actually wanted the the footage to be released. But my point for going after Dawn on this is because I'm so sick of people just constantly bashing our public services, yes. our police, our healthcare, our everything. It is so vile because they actually do a lot of good work. And right. I I wanted to draw the point um to this because there are a lot of police officers who've actually messaged me and said there are actually crimes that go on. That affect black people by mm. other black people that you don't really hear yeah. about because everything is racist yes. and nobody wants to talk about the issues that are predominantly in black. So somebody who's in an
1: important people. position, as she is, as a lawmaker, yeah. is effectively, you know, saying, "Pay no attention to the police, pay no attention to the law." Mm. The, the message, basically, to anyone is, if the police pull you over. Just don't bother. Yeah. And it's probably racist. And that's really a bad signal. To and, um, do
3: you remember when I got on with Femi? I think it was on... Uh, I heard that Dan- the other night. Yeah. yeah, he was like, the police better be... So I was like, at what point does it not well, become racist? At what racist?
1: Point does Femi not get invited onto radio shows? By the way? He doesn't get onto mine. Oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's boring <laughs> as hell. And he just bangs on. He's got the same argument about everything.
3: No, but he said, because I asked him, I said, at what point does a police stopping or arresting or whatever, a non-white person not become racist? And he said, oh, the police better be damn sure because of the statistics. And I was like, so you want the police to take extra care when they're stopping a black person mm. because you somehow have this assumption that black people just go around shaking in their boots, right. and just waiting to be stopped by the police. I mean, right. it's ridiculous. But again, that's
1: the narrative that some people like him yeah. have been portraying, mm. as if, you know, you don't know what it's like to be black because you're not black. Therefore, you don't know what it's like to be stopped and every time you go yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you oh, know, yeah, the horror. I can ask you this question. Do you get stopped everywhere you go by the police? Not by the police. No, but by other people. I can't <laughs> just, just like that little Which grin. I That little yeah, grin at the end, yeah. not by the, Now, listen, I'm going, to go, I'm going to go Lib Dems all the way for my first plank of the week mm. because uh, it's taken, I think, about six months for them to decide who should be the new leader of the Lib Dems, right? Not that everyone's really noticed. And guess what? It's the same one they had yeah. um, before they had the election mm. for the new leader, Sir Edward Davy, yeah. um, who's such a plank. Um, the last time he appeared uh, was for, uh, for putting out a video that he was celebrating Ramadan. Right. So yeah. which everybody went, why are you fasting for Ramadan? You're not You're a Muslim. Muslim yeah. um, but he was obviously doing it because he thought it was the right thing to do.
2: Of Bit course. of virtue. There was another one, him dancing at a carnival in the street, I think as well. It was toe curlingly embarrassing. It, well, he <laughs> is toe
1: curlingly embarrassing. The most <laughs> embarrassing thing, though, about this poll that they did, this ballot that they held, apart from the fact that it went on for months and the fact that they had all sorts of um, debates between him and Leila Moran. You know, he's the only pansexual in Parliament, as far as I know. Hmm. Um, what? He, she's a pansexual, is. which means that, mean? that she has sex basically without uh, any kind of um, um, sort of um, attraction to one sex or another, or indeed one gender or another. So she's kind so, of asexual sexual. So, okay. so you can no, you can have
3: is it basically with humans. Because when I hear, I think campion, mostly humans, is, yeah, it's probably,
1: yeah, mostly humans. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think. I think it is probably yeah. entire, <laughs> entirely humans. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I, but but basically, so you can have sex with somebody. Who's transgender? Um, who's lesbian? Who's homosexual in some other way, or who is, uh, you know, heterosexual? Men, mm-hmm. women. I don't know. I yeah, because it's just yeah. man
3: and. The... That's why I asked, Is it exclusively well, it's
1: humans? Not... Well, I think it is exclusively humans, but okay. as you know, there can be many different. There's about fifty-one different genders now, isn't there? So there's I thousands, think, apparently. There's thousands, thousands, yeah. So, so that's what it's all about. Okay. Um, no, but not. so, so, <laughs> so they have this, this, this thing, and they, and they have a membership of something like I don't know how many they have, uh, say a hundred thousand. They only got a turnout of fifty-three percent, I think it was in their own leadership election. Well, fifty-seven percent. Sorry. Yeah. So forty-three percent of Lib Dems who are actually
2: so interested in Lib Dems that they've joined the party. Couldn't be bothered voting. But, but is it any wonder when a week ago, Lena Moran advocated votes for 11-year-old yes. children?
1: right. Yeah, so well, even her own face.
2: party, to your point, 43%, have probably looked at that and thought... Look, we're a wacky party, yeah, but this, this is getting even, ridiculous this, even for yeah, us. Yeah.
1: Even for us, this is getting <laughs> mad, yeah. I mean, I just can't imagine what they're for. And also now, Ed Davey says he's now going to spend the rest of the year going around the country talking to people, uh, which I presume will be really, really fascinating, right? Because he's now, he's, he's now worked out that actually um, trying to remain in the European Union after we'd voted to leave it is really not a very good policy. Yeah. So he's going to put that to one side now, and he's going to put it behind the Lib Dems, and so they're no longer going to campaign to get back into Europe. They're going to campaign for something else, but they don't know what it is yet, so they're going to ask people. So I thought the point of having a political party was to basically appeal to people with the, the, the policies that you have. He now has no policies. Because he has to ask other people what they should be. Yeah, so he
2: doesn't believe in anything unless so, he's told what to believe. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: if he comes around your way, um, you know, you can just give him a couple of ideas. Yeah. And they might become Lib, Lib, Dem, Lib Dem party policy. policy.
3: Yeah. Well, and, and let, let's hope he can actually define what a woman is. Um, because he won't be able be, to. That would be a no. first for a Lib Dem. He won't leader. be
2: able to do that. Mm-hmm. But, but do we not think over the last three or four years of the political turmoil that we've seen, countless general elections, Brexit, COVID and so on, that... The Conservatives have been at each other's throats. Labour have disintegrated for a whole bunch of reasons. If ever there was a time for the third party in this country to come up kind of in the rearview mirror and overtake those two and to provide some kind of tangible, meaningful choice, it would be now. Yeah. But still, the Lib Dems are sitting there on what? Eight, Disarray. nine percent? Eight, yeah. nine percent support? I mean, that they may as well pack up and go home. Well, they I mean, should. That was
3: the Lib Dems from a decade ago, like 2010. That, that was what the Lib Dems officially represented. That's yeah. how they got into a but coalition. They've never
2: recovered government. from coalition and never recovered from the lies on tuition fees. Yeah, well, that's yeah. obviously
1: what happens, isn't it? Once you actually get into power, mm. you have to then be answerable to the well, populace. And acquiesce, and you, Well, Well, no, but that was their excuse. I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't have to. Acquiesce. They could have actually stood up for what they believed in and hmm. said, "No, we're not going along with this putting tuition fees up." We said we wouldn't go with that. Yeah. You're going to have to do something else. Yeah. But they all just folded
2: like well, a pack of the, cards. But they, they wanted fold. the trappings. Yeah, the I mean, fees. but they wanted the trappings of the ministerial cars and the 140,000 yeah. pound a year ministerial salaries. Of course, they did. They, you know, they wanted the power. Yeah. Oh,
1: they absolutely loved it. But also. They then thought that they were in a great position because all these people quit the Labour Party and the Tory Party, went and joined the Lib Dems, right? And they thought, oh, look, we've got 24 MPs now. Mm. And then they all lost. Mm. And even Joe Swinson, who was going to be the next Prime Minister, if you remember,
2: (laughs) (laughs) couldn't even win her own seat.
3: Yeah. Oh, bless her. Dear God. Right, let's
2: have your number two. Number two. So mine kind of slightly related, I suppose, to the whole Rishi Sunak thing over the last few days. Um, I want to nominate the entire foreign aid budget. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is about £15 billion. Pounds. Yes, it is. It's a lot um, of money. It's obviously been in the news over the last few days because uh, Rishi Sunak has suggested, or leaks have suggested, that he's suggesting that he might cut it slightly. Right. Um, of course, there's one section... Oh, I sections... thought he was
1: going to take it all back. I thought well, he was, was going to stop but, potentially it Potentially all of
2: it. And, yeah. of course, there's been an outcry from certain political... Uh, uh, spheres, insofar as us not being able to do that, yep. uh, but I think we should bin the whole thing. And um, when you look into it, as I have a little bit, um, and you see what that fifteen billion pounds is actually spent on, um, we as taxpayers in this country have sent money to places like Vietnam, whereby the money has been spent on shopping malls, Yeah. shopping malls. Uh, we've <laughs> spent money. Didn't, money they,
1: didn't they also spend it in Vietnam on some kind of literacy program or something? Yeah.
2: Like that? Um, but get I this, also, like yeah. um, we well, sent it. It's a really
1: good idea to do it here. We yeah. sent it. we <laughs> I mean, are
2: not Vietnam. We sent it to India. Which is about to put its own people in space. It's yeah. got that much money. Yeah. Um, it, we apparently funded a Pakistani shopping website, like an Amazon equivalent. Okay. I mean, which is hardly kind of poverty related, Not is it? Not really. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of restaurants, apparently, in Egypt. <laughs> So, uh, oh, and private schools in, uh, in other countries. So oh, good. So we are proliferating taxpayer money without really having any idea where it's going, without having any control of it There's whatsoever. No There's But what they say billion billion about it, of
1: course, is that it, le- it leads to us doing trade deals with these countries because they're so grateful for the money. I think what? we've given some to China. Yeah. You know, China, which yeah. is basically the richest country now but, but, in the world. But, Mike,
2: if our trade, if our goods and services are good enough, we're going to sell them anyway. Yeah. And, and if theirs are good enough, we're going to buy theirs. So mm. we don't need a, a Philip, do we? Do we don't need a, a kind of, um, you know, anything to prime no. that relationship. No, again, um, it's
1: a little bit, actually, I mean, and, and you might be surprised to hear me say this, it's a little bit kind of embarrassing and a little bit like um, building an empire, isn't it? Yeah. Where you're going, well, yeah. oh, oh, look, you poor people was... over there, yeah. uh, we'll give you some of our money. Do you want to start something up like a, Do you want to do some shopping? shopping yeah. You know, here's some money. <laughs> well, and, and to put it no, into you context... You haven't got any of your own. I mean, it's a bit
2: kind of uh, condescending, isn't it? Yeah. And to put it into context, that £15 billion pounds would run the Home Office every year or the Environment Agency yeah. for a year. Right. It's big money. It yeah. is big money. And, and Has no
3: one else had this idea? I cannot believe. Like, did no one think about this during the recession? Well, I mean, it's
1: been a bit of a fo- political football over the years because there's been lots of people, particularly on the right, who have said... This is not what we want to be spending our money on. Yeah. And if you ask the British people, generally speaking, they'll say, no, we shouldn't be giving this well, money We certainly
2: right? reduce it from whatever it is, 1% of GDP. And I, I mean, yeah. I,
1: aside from anything else, because there is no kind of policing of where it goes and what's done with it. I mean, I remember they sent some to Malawi a few years back. And the leader of Malawi, who wasn't quite as democratic as we apparently thought, yeah, sure. spent it all on a fleet of Mercedes. Well, there was a jet. You know? There was a jet as well, wasn't and there? And a man? jet, yeah. A jet was bought. Right. Yeah, yeah, a yeah, presidential yeah. jet. Which is
2: essential for poverty purposes.
1: Mm. Well, it is to get away when, you know, the famine hits. But I just I, I just don't think it's, uh, it's relevant anymore. I think it seems out of touch with reality. Mm. And it's out. I mean, they should be giving us money. I mean, we should be getting yeah. funding yeah. from China. India oh, and all yeah. the countries, and probably Vietnam's doing better than we are. Yeah, now, yeah
2: no, probably. but, but yeah, I think Esther's right. It is kind of imperialistic, isn't it? It's kind of almost you know, harks back to our kind of. It's a bit insulting. Days, yeah. From a, a Commonwealth perspective, where um, we're, we're you know, apparently still beholden insofar as funding uh, those countries. But I think it needs to stop, particularly at a time sense, when we need the money. Um,
3: does it make sense to give foreign aid to countries that give foreign aid? Does that make well, sense? I guess they would argue
2: that they the can't Indian give foreign government aid government But clearly they're not because they're spending all their money on shopping channels and mm. Vietnamese restaurants and um, private schools. So the
3: Indian government does give up foreign aid and so does the Chinese government. I mean, it's quite opportunistic. Well, that's um, lunacy
2: though, isn't it? So if yeah. we're giving money to China and they're giving it back, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a Not kind to of,
3: us. No, they <laughs> give it to other countries. But if you can afford to give money to other countries, surely that should be deducted from your foreign aid yeah, budget. Yeah, and I think
1: certainly they could say if you've got your own space program, you're yeah, basically that, not getting any of our money. You probably don't need yeah. it. No, I would say so. Number two, Esther.
3: Uh, number two, are the Adele haters. Ah yes. So Adele, who is looking fabulous, by the way. I know the body positivity. You know, she movement. looks so
1: amazing. I'm beginning to so wonder, good. right? And this is not a joke. Okay. Th- th- whether it's it's actually not her, that you really? know, it's, it's, she's hired somebody. <laughs> it's
2: just a pseudo Paul McCartney conspiracy theory. Yeah. She's theory. hired somebody, right? <laughs> to pretend fabulous. to
1: be her, and she's still sitting at home with the old. She uh, does you look know. rather different. I've She doesn't look so like so good. herself. She
3: looks tall. She does look amazing. I'm only looks joking. Tight and right, like. Anyway, um, but she wore uh, a bikini yeah. top with the Jamaican flag mm. and got her hair up in bantu knots, which right. are traditionally sort of African Was hairstyle. she actually
1: in Jamaica when she did that?
3: No, it was for sort of a, a carnival-esque Oh, right, sort for of Notting Hill, was, yeah. Yeah, right. for the Notting Hill carnival, because it didn't happen this year. Right. And as you probably know, Adele grew up in Tottenham, which yeah. has a large um, you know, Caribbean diaspora. Yeah. Now, many, um, I must point out that there were black Americans on social media decided to, I don't know, lose their mind, say this is cultural appropriation and all the rest of it. And I, okay, where, where do I begin?
1: <laughs> well, do you know it's what hard, I'm going to say? Hard. I'm going to say that black Americans don't get British culture.
3: British culture, they yeah. They don't
1: get it. They don't understand that actually most of us, particularly if you grew up in London or one of the major cities, you have friends who have got all sorts, all of, sorts different of different yeah, backgrounds, exactly. right? exactly. Because America's not like that, you know? America really isn't. I mean, my, my kids went to school in America, and I can tell you that they have... Got huge schools which have got all sorts of people in them, but they don't mix. Yeah. you know they've got the Hispanic group over here, yeah. the black kids are over there, the white kids are over there. It's a very different a world, d- different and they don't world. live in the same neighbourhood.
2: Yeah. You know, it's every really... neighbourhood is different. But Adele has kind of demonstrated the kind of epitome multiculturalism. Surely, yeah, but she she's getting, in getting involved in another yeah, yeah. culture.
3: I mean, I, I, when and I. When I think it's targeted here, as if
2: she's doing it by in some way to stick like, her fingers. Yeah, up as in like
3: culture. a fetish or sort of thing. I mean, I, 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 like when I moved here, my friends were Moroccan. um, from Hong Kong because London is a melting pot and the UK in general is is. a melting pot but there's a real mix of cultures and I think you know one thing a lot of these black Americans don't realise is it's kind of become like this hegemony of black culture Mm. which is just weird because black culture is not one thing it's so diverse and it's so and you know it's ironic because a lot of the thing it's like almost saying you don't know your history but a lot of african-americans are actually if they were in south africa they'd be called colored yeah because they've mixed so much over the generations that they're actually actually have a lot of ancestry from different sort of um, ethnicities and all of that so it's so ironic that you know they're telling someone like adele who probably has more relevance to sort of jamaican culture than they do that she can't wear this hairstyle or she can't wear this flag and i'm like can you point to jamaica on a map
2: right no, <laughs> do, do, do they think, absolutely, absolutely not. Do we think this is part of the problem, this whole you have to look backwards all the time?
3: Exactly. And rather than looking look forward look.
2: insofar as yeah, embracing multiculturalism mm. going forward. Now, I'm not saying that history isn't important. Of course it is. Um, but if we only think about what happened in the past and keep kind of making excuses, stroke being asked to apologise for it time and time again, we're never going to move forward. But also, does that also mean
1: that nobody apart from Scottish people can wear tartan?
2: Yeah, you exactly. know, that's pretty
1: bad news for an awful lot of people who quite like wearing tartan. You know, I mean, I'm not one of them, but you know, <laughs> I, did, I actually have got my own tartan. There is a Graham tartan, really. And when I did my confirmation, you're going to be asked to demonstrate. This yeah, you point. have. Well, you know, I did wear a kilt when I was for my confirmation, but I was only about nine, nine years old. I've never <laughs> never. But I mean, if you go to, if you go and live in Scotland, you go to a lot of black tie dudes, and a lot of the guys are wearing kilts, yeah. rather than actually. I mean, they've got the sort of. There's a dress, there's a sort of dress version yeah, of a yeah. kilted outfit. Sporran and the big socks. The, and, and, yeah. the and the little dagger and all that. that and women that. love it. I mean, they do. And don't but, ask um, what's underneath the kilt. I, no. I
3: was I was not going to.
1: Well, it's the old joke, isn't it? Is there anything worn underneath the kilt? And you say, no, it's all in very good working yeah. <laughs> order. Thank you very much indeed. I'm but sure anyway, there's a nice bruise. Yeah, exactly right. But I don't think I would wear a kilt now. But, you know, there are scarves that people wear, tartan scarves. Mm. You know, Rod Stewart, mm. who would claim to be Scottish because his dad was Scottish. Made a living out of wearing tartan, and but you're basically saying, you know, you're you're culturally misappropriating yeah. Scotland,
3: which is ridiculous. But it goes back to this whole everything is racist. Yeah, everything is cultural appropriation. Do you think it's worse
1: now though? It I must think it's be so
3: much worse. It's I much think, worse since know, the Black just, Lives
1: Matter thing, isn't it? Oh
3: god, I, I I call Black Lives Matter in the UK especially a plague. And I get in trouble for it. But it is, it's honestly a plague because I don't see how it's made any sort of progress, especially in the UK. And I remember when I asked, are you protesting for the 13, like one, three black people that have been killed in the UK while in police custody over a decade? Like what exactly? I mean, there were people that were shouting, don't shoot at the police. And they're carrying batons. right? So it's just, I, I, think, I think this is something that needs to be pointed out because there's always like, there's kind of this almost sort of weird black nationalism that are led by a bunch of w- mm. weirdos on Twitter right. that get offended by everything on behalf of black people. And then they just descend upon my DMs and just hurl all sorts of racist abuse at me. And I was like, you don't know anything about Nottingham, Notting Hill, Carnival. Yeah. You don't know anything about Tottenham. You don't know anything about Adele right. or how multicultural the UK is. Have several seats. Right.
1: <laughs> Exactly right. Well, I'm going to carry on from that because I'm going to nominate a woman I hadn't heard of until this week called Liz Jolly, uh, who's the chief librarian at the British Library. Now, you Mm -hmm. might think the British Library was a place where uh, they would have Books, for example, or <laughs> possibly you know pieces of interesting historical um, documents, you know, and that yeah. kind of thing, right? She's apparently decided, and, and I don't know why she's done it, but they've basically launched an anti-racism project at the oh, British Library. Wonderful. So they're going to sweep through the the building. It's almost like they've got some kind of detector, yes. you know? Is this book burning? Well, it's almost like that. It's yeah. basically getting rid of anything and that's which of might something. be in some way offensive to people who who are <laughs> saying that it might be racist, right? They're basically saying they are absolutely committed. Um, to getting rid of everything that talks about white racism, because basically racism was invented by white people.
2: That's what she said. And who's the judge? I mean, who, who's going to interpret whether it's white racism or where, where's the line? And who well, I mean, that's a or? very
1: good question. Nobody really seems to know the answer to that. Liz Jolly, all, her, she, all, all she knows is that she needs to radically change the way that the British Library looks. I yeah. mean, we talked the last time, I think last week, about the, the, the guy who invented or who started the British Museum. Uh, the bloke who's now in charge of the British Museum is removing his statue from the British Museum, mm. even though he started it mm. and he actually invented the British Museum. And he brought like 1700 artefacts to the British Museum mm. because he had some kind of connection to the slave trade, because he lived in that time when that yeah. was what went on. But, but, but Miss Jolly wants to therefore airbrush history. She basically wants to airbrush history. So if you want to go to the British Library, I mean, she might find, for example, the Magna Carta to be offensive, yeah. in which case she gets rid of it. Yeah. And it's, but, I mean, yeah. and what the thing that, I get, that gets me about this is that the British Library does not belong to Liz Jolly. Mm. Yeah. The British Museum does not belong to the bloke who's currently running, who, by the way, is from Dresden, yeah. believe it or not, from Germany. Um, you know, these are British institutions which are effectively owned by the British people. Yeah. And it's not for them. So it's like a football club, you know? But, but we have to question she's in that. Char- she's in charge of it for a while. You've got to question she can authority. it. She doesn't
2: have the authority to do it. sure no, I know. I just
3: have one question. How does any of these... So it, it's, it's kind of like the tearing down statues in Bristol, which is the city I lived in for four years, which I was mm. horrified by. It's all this, uh, you know, the thing that happened in Oxford or um, now with the British Library. How has that in any way tangibly helped me as a black person.
2: Right. Well, and hasn't. they can
3: never answer that question. It's, it's not helped a single... I mean, I know people that just want to just go about their business, just do their lives. I, I don't even want to, like... Well, can I ask you, it.
2: were you previously offended by those statues?
3: I didn't even care. I didn't. I mean, I well, lived. Didn't I didn't even right know that the, the William Colston statue, Coulson statue yeah. was there, did you? I lived there for four years. I right. didn't care. Right. I just. It, it, it didn't even make a difference. I mean, I knew there were people that were trying to change the name of like the Will's Memorial to something that was less offensive. But I'm like, if you're offended by a statue or the name of something, see a see a shrink.
0: Mm.
1: See mm. A also, I think the Cecil Rhodes statue in is still there, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Because I don't yeah. think they've been able to pull it down. I mean, they've yeah. talked about it. I, I, don't it's to, I don't think. Yeah, well, it's too high up, I think, because it's actually <laughs> above everybody's yes, head. Yes, it is. It's up so there, it's above not, the window. You know, They can't get yeah, up there to pull it down. But similarly, they pulled one down in uh, in Tower Hamlets, one of, the, um, one of the, I think it was East India Dock, mm. and it was a guy who I'd never heard of. It was called Milligan or something like that. And he was the guy that actually was a trader in those days, and some of the trade that he did involved slave trade, but it was also lots of other stuff. But he basically built the docks of London. Yeah. And by pulling him down, you know, you do a disservice to history because you, you don't know who invented the docks, effectively.
3: Yeah. Who does the research? Like, who decides this week we're going to tear well, down that statue? Well, I
1: suggested at the time Tower Hamlets Council, who have been more or less in charge of Tower Hamlets for for most of the year since 1965, didn't
2: find the statue at all offensive yeah. until this year. It, it's almost yeah. the Dawn Butler syndrome, from what you were talking about earlier yeah, on, everything which is, is there will be lots of people trying to find an iota of something that could possibly be perceived as racism within a statue, mm. a book or whatever, so that they can stick it on social media and slag it off.
3: You know when they're disproved, they don't even care. They're just going to keep running with it. Because but
2: it's that's social- my worry is that in years to come, you know, my grandchildren or my
1: great-grandchildren will go to the British Library and all of the things that used to be there won't be there mm. anymore. And they won't mm. be able
2: to use the facilities because mm. it won't be a true reflection Of what we are, and then ironically, you don't learn from history. I mean, there's a reason that Auschwitz is still there, so that you can go to it and see the horror of what that was all about. Right. If we got rid of it because we decided that it was, of course, it's offensive. Mm. That's the point. The whole point is that it's offensive, and we learn from it. Um, So yeah, look, this is um, it's wokeism. It is Max. But it just—I mean—every week now there
1: seems to be yet another example of it, Mm. and it's more and it gets more and more. I think the
2: concern is that a lot of politicians kind of do acquiesce to this this kind of movement, don't they? They do, Uh, insofar as um, allowing people to kind of have their way for the sake of a quiet. And I think it's an important thing
1: to stand up for as well, though, to to, to push for this idea that actually you're not in charge of this thing. You're managing it for a short period of time Mm. until you get your next job. Yeah. You know, pay probably heaps of money by some other or, public organisation. Or, or
2: even worse, the likes of Sadiq Khan, after yeah. four years in office, suddenly decides that he's offended by the same statues that yeah. some people are offended by. I mean, it's like somebody... And being, them to come now. Why yeah. didn't he do it last year, it's, the year before, exactly, the year before?
1: because he wasn't a problem there. It's like somebody being given the job of, say, manager of the Albert Hall. And the first thing you do is you have it demolished, hmm. and you start putting up a block, a block of flats. And you go, well, hang on a minute, that's not yours to do that to. Hmm. You know, you're no not custodian. That's custodians. my
3: thing. No one has a backbone these days. Everyone is just folding over and just saying, oh yeah, you're right. Like you're you, absolutely C- right. Christina yeah. Dick, you, you know. A police chief, that doesn't inspire confidence no. in the public. Then Sadiq Khan, who made me pay 15 quid to drive into London on a Sunday, which I'm very salty about still. That is really not good. No, not good at all. I mean, you know, to our politicians, to people. It's just nobody has a backbone anymore. Mm. No one is. And it's like you're allowed to question. Just because someone says something is racist doesn't mean it's racist. Mm. You're allowed to question things, even if you are, not, like, white.
2: But it's it's now a brilliant inverted commas, way of shutting people down, as not yeah. yeah. Oh, it is. Totally. What's your number three? My number three, talking of wokeism and woke <laughs> people, um, is Banksy. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, Banksy has not hired, but purchased a ship, right. a boat, as you've probably seen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's now trawling around the Mediterranean, picking up um, no. migrants in dinghies.
3: No. Um,
2: and, and so I think... Just for that alone, insofar as... I think it's called the Louis or the Louise Michelle, which I think, I uh, is think the, that's right, the name yeah. of the boat. Um, so if that wasn't uh, reason enough, I think, for Banksy to be on the plank list this week, um, <laughs> there's another reason which I think definitely, definitely nails it, insofar as he's uh, the justification in him being nominated. Um, and that is that currently the thing is sitting there in the Mediterranean yeah. and it can't move right. because he's put so many migrants onto the boat yeah. that it is now overloaded yes. and cannot <laughs> go anywhere. Right. And also... Um, did not so, <laughs> Also the <laughs> yeah, Italian a
1: the, the Italians uh, and the Maltese both refused the boat entry into their harbors on the grounds that it was too unsafe yeah. right yeah. So they're just marooned on it now yeah. You know and somebody actually died I mean tragically yeah. terrible I
3: hope the, the loser working
1: Well I mean, I mean I, I'm sure I, that's the least of their worries I really don't
2: think they are but I mean it's also what you know what what's he thinking But, it, but it's yeah. kind of the equivalent of the, the Emma Thompson Hugh Grant thing, yes. you know mm. I'll do something that looks really good yeah, uh, yeah. and shows me to be kind of down with the kids and yeah. woke and, uh, and, and right on uh, without thinking it through at all. Yeah. It um, serves in bloody right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and also all of these do-gooders in terms of the migrant crisis don't seem to understand that every time they help somebody to get somewhere, they're actually putting money into the pockets of yes. organised crime. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. These are the people who are ruining the world mm. by exploiting human beings and making them pay to be transported, sometimes at the risk of their own lives. Mm. Right, And you're never going to stop that until you stop helping them. Mm. And that's the problem. I mean,
2: that's unfortunately, it's the, it's the truism that well, nobody can say. I'm not sure Banksy seems to have a solution for what happens if he can actually get that boat to dock at some point in the future. Where would even dock? What happens? It wouldn't be but what to happens to the migrants? They yeah. just get off and he lets them wander off into the streets? I don't Banksy's know. not going to put them up, is he, in his house? Because nobody
1: knows who Banksy is. No. Banksy yeah. may yeah. not even exist.
2: And that suits him really well at the moment, I suppose. I mean, I'm, I'm afraid,
1: you know, it's all very well having a little joke and going, I'm going to paint some pictures on some walls and it's going to be very mysterious, you know. Mm. But he's now made loads and loads of money. Um, and he refuses to reveal who he is. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit childish. Well, let say he it? doesn't have
2: to take any migrants into his house.
1: Maybe he doesn't pay any tax either. How does that work? Yeah. I mean, I'd rather he pay some tax on the money he makes rather than actually, you know, pretending that he doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. But that's another story. Yeah. Who's your final one?
3: Okay. I probably have to give a couple of special mentions because this is a tough one. So I had like Bella Thorne, obviously, for crashing OnlyFans and ticking off all the... I'm not allowed to say prostitutes anymore, so sex life. Is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and special shout out to Prince Andrew because he will always be... You always have a special place he will. in the plank list. He will. Um, I, this one is for Meghan Markle. And it's just for the she fact that... She also
1: always has a special place. Yeah, she
3: always has a special place. <laughs> I mean... Are you going to do
1: the impression? <laughs> I had to do it last week, so I'm not going to do it this week. Oh, I love and it. She was in it last week.
3: OK, so the reason why is... And this, is, uh, this transcends politics, because I don't care about her politics. Like, I don't care about most people's politics. Um, and I think it's great that she's, you know, happy where she is. You, you know. think she's
1: happy? I don't. I like to she think she's happy. She doesn't look like happy. a woman who's ever happy.
3: I mean, it's questionable for Harry, yeah, but yeah. you know, I, you know, she's she's she has a husband, she has a kid, she's apparently living like not look. got 16 bathrooms. Ex- exactly. 9 y- bedrooms. Yeah, exactly. You know. Living so, in a
1: gangster's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: She is. She bought it from a Russian gangster.
2: gangster that's right. Allegedly. I love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm sure the,
3: the
2: Russian
1: man is fantastic. Didn't he bury b- his wife in the garden? Of <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there's some, really? some, something bad yeah. going on
3: there. I don't even want to go there because that's <laughs> I a lot of <laughs> discount.
1: <Yeah. laughs> Just
2: don't do any digging <laughs> over yeah. there. Yeah,
3: don't do any landscaping.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Roses are lovely, though. Yeah, you
3: know. um, but Well fertilised. Anyway, um, OK, so... My thing is, she appeared on like some, something Michelle Obama was doing for like a promotion for the Democrat Party or whatever. You're still carrying the title of Duchess of Sussex, right? Yes. And if you claim, which she has in her book, that she was willing to do anything for this family, the royal family that she married into, just out of respect for that institution and for the British people mm. um, who, you know, welcomed you, even though you weren't particularly happy here, um, just refrain from speaking so openly and bipartisanly about politics until you drop the title. Yeah. I think that's not asking for too much. It I think, really isn't. I, you know, this is someone who left because she wanted privacy or for whatever reason, hmm. right? If you're still carrying that title and we're assuming that has conferred some benefits like your, your recognition, your name recognition has gone through the roof. Because right. before then, I didn't know her for as anything no. other than a And I don't think anyone in America did in particularly particular. either. Exactly. she you was, know. And she even said she wasn't part of tab- tabloid culture no. because she wasn't that famous. Well,
1: she, she was so not a part of it that she didn't think they had tabloids in America. Exactly. It was like,
2: well, now she's finding out that they do, they actually. Do. And exactly. they're worse than ours. But it's a royal tradition going back about, what, a thousand years. Yeah, like, exactly. if you're part of you the know? royal family, you do not comment on politics no you simply and, and,
3: don't do and it. aside of that you know harry should be joined this is be a joint plank of the week because you should tell your i mean i don't know if you can get a word in i think harry can work. only
2: be a plank of the week if she says it's okay for him yeah that's
1: right i reckon so yeah, yeah. i, I <laughs> don't think i don't think she gives him permission to talk to her unless she you want, yeah, wants you to say something still she's, still something. In she's in that got a bell job. or something yeah yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> ding, ding ding um but yeah you know tell your wife that this is a thousand year tradition just have the common decency and respect yeah to say, actually, this might not be the. I mean, she's not going to lose anything if she doesn't comment on who she. Well, wants I mean, to ever since it. she's
1: been in this new house, I think she's making one video a day, isn't she? And yeah, for a exactly. woman who moved away from here to get out of the public spotlight, it seems an unusual way to do so.
3: Exactly, and you it's know? just for me. I don't. I don't care about the politics of it all because I think American politics. <laughs> It's a show on its It's even own. more bad than ours. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but just have the common decency and the respect for the British public to not, so far as you're carrying that title, to yeah. just not comment. So and for the and for it. the Queen. Exactly. Have the also, the what's queen. interesting
1: exactly. about old Harry, you see he had a conversation the other day with the uh, rugby league um, clubs or something, because he apparently yeah. he's the patron of the Rugby League Association, which I didn't know. Um, and he said to them that he would have planned to come back to Britain sooner, uh, were it not for COVID. There are those who say that the main reason he wants to come back to Britain soon is if he stays too long in America, he has to pay tax there. Yeah. Right? Because they have a residency rule like we do here. Mm-hmm. If you spend any number of days in, in the country, you, you are considered it, to be right a resident yeah. and yeah. therefore which he must be because he must to get he has to get a green Ooh, card. And in to California too,
3: those and taxes. And he's got
1: a lot of money. <laughs> and he doesn't want to give any of that up. No, so no. it'll be interesting to see what he does. He may you may see him floating off towards um, you know, Hawaii on a boat. Yeah. just to get away from California yeah. because he's been there Ryan too up long. In Samoa. Yeah. No, but,
3: you know, loads of people are leaving California primarily because of the taxes. If you're sitting on but royal the, family you know what?
2: money... But the irony of him not wanting to pay tax on other people's money... I know. Basically, yeah. While he wants to lecture given. us all yeah. on
1: how we've got to be better. Yeah. He's also... I mean, I put him in the plank system a while back when he made that speech about... How we all have to be better um, about race, because you know it's all time that we learned about race, and to which I said, "Well, I'm not the one uh, who was done over uh, for using a racial epithet mm. against a friend of his when he was at Sandhurst, and yeah. he called him some kind of racial name." i yeah. also Nazi not the guy. I'm also not yeah. the guy that dressed up as a Nazi. Yeah. For a fancy dress party. Yes. So maybe you, mate, yeah. can ta- start learning about how you should be better. Don't start telling me, because yeah. I haven't done any of that stuff. We won't take yeah.
2: any lessons from you. Uh, no, exactly right. Thank yeah. you very much. Speaking
1: of people who need lessons in civility, um, my final one is Neil Coyle, MP, mm. uh, who's MP for Bermondsey and Southwark, who happens also to be my own MP, bizarrely. Um, he launched an attack um, earlier on uh, over the weekend, I think, after he clearly had a few too many sherbets um, and started calling everyone who voted for Brexit fat racists. Yeah. And started having to go at Jacob Rees-Mogg, who bizarrely isn't fat. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he's not a racist either. And He then used a couple of other words, which I can't repeat because they'll have to be blanked out. Um, and, you know, I gave him a little bit of jip uh, for this at one point or other. And uh, he then came back with some other nonsense, uh, more abuse, you know, despite the fact that he apologised, didn't he? Because he put out a tweet saying that, you know, on Tuesday I was unwise and I put out a tweet that fell below (laughs) my normally high standards. This is a guy, this is a guy, by the way, who has done plenty of this before. I remember he called, I think he called Piers Morgan the C word. And, I mean, I don't really care about bad language. I think if you're an MP, you really ought to behave slightly better than the rest of us. You know, I think you do have a duty of care. And
2: I presume he hasn't ventured onto your show either in person or on the phone to justify himself. No.
1: Well, what I then did was what I always do whenever any MP comes at me. I went and looked up his expenses. And I found found that the guy who's got a constituency within walking distance of Westminster had claimed 17,000 quid last year up to March, to which I said to him, So I put out a tweet saying, you know, here's a guy whose uh, constituencies were literally within walking distance of Parliament. Mm. He somehow managed to claim 17,000 quid in expenses. He then comes back with, uh, oh, uh, this journalist doesn't think I should have a constituency office um, to see my constituents so he can get lost. At that point, he didn't know I was one of his constituents. I said, (laughs) well, unfortunately, that's not really the best way to speak to one of your constituents. (laughs) Maybe you'd like to invite me into your office so I can see what the 17,000 quid has been paying for and of course it's travel expenses you know i don't know 17 why 17 grand 17 grand and i mean i don't know what sort of constituency office he's got but you'll know better than me the price of commercial property yeah. around about uh, bermondsey mm-hmm. is not at the absolute peak of london prices i presume no, it's not mayfair yeah. and it mm-hmm. looks is like he
3: going he, by it what? looks
1: like he pays about 8 grand a year for yes. his for his office, right? Does he employ any members of his family? Uh, he probably does. I don't know. But the trouble is, is and all these people who then come out in support of him, i.e., those who vote Labour, yeah, will say, well, of course he has to have
2: a constituency office. And you know, hang on a minute, how many people does he see?
1: You know, how many people does yeah, he but, employ? But
2: surely, I mean, there's, you'd be justified in demanding that he stands up to be counted. Yeah. To be, to be questioned, interviewed, spoken to by you, both as a constituent and as, as a journalist. constituent and as a journalist, yeah. 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 So but this is the, the thing. These people think
1: that they, a bit like your conversation about Dawn, Dawn Butler, Butler yeah. they don't get it that we actually pay their wages and we pay their expenses and they are answerable to the general public. Yeah. And in specifics, they're answerable to their own constituents, yeah. even if you didn't vote for them. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm afraid he's
2: on the list. Yeah. Did you realise that sixty percent of Labour constituencies voted Brexit?
1: Um, well
0: <laughs> funnily enough, funnily enough we had Lee we, yeah. have,
1: we had Lee Anderson on, who's a great sort of part, uh, new Tory MP, although he's been around a few years. He's been a minor, he's been in trade unions, he's actually voted Labour most of his life, but he's now a Tory MP. And he came on the show and he said, well, I'll invite Neil up to Nottingham, where he can meet a few of the, the former members of the Mind Workers Union. Mm-hmm. And he can tell them why he thinks they're all fat racists, yeah. because they voted to leave the European Union. Yeah. I suspect he's not going to have a conversation. He hasn't taken them up on it, funnily enough. In the same <laughs> way as he hasn't ever responded to another tweet of mine. So yeah. he's probably muted me, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but there we are. So there's the nine. So now we've got to get them down to three. So do okay. you want to pick your favourite one of Russell's? And I'll pick my okay. favourite
2: one of yours. and you can so pick my was one Rishi Sunak, yeah, cool. the foreign aid bill, okay. uh, or Banksy.
3: Oh, Banksy.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Banksy. It has to
3: be Banksy. It's
1: got to be Banksy. Okay. Yeah, it has to be Banksy. So I've got to choose your three. So it's uh, Megan.
3: Megan, Dawn, Dawn Butler, or um, Ad- Adele Haters.
1: Actually, I quite like Adele haters because that's yeah. very current, isn't it? Yeah. Because Megan's in there all the time. Yeah, she's. And Dua Butler's be... kind of been around. So let's do let's do the Adele haters. Yeah. I quite like that. And with no hesitation, Neil Coyle. Neil Coyle, right? Mm-hmm. So Neil Coyle, the Adele haters, and Banksy. That's a pretty good. Uh, that's uh, a, pretty a good, good top three. final three, isn't yeah. <laughs> it? Now, um, we, we lately we haven't been doing the kind of get rid of one. We've just been sort of going straight for the number one, really. Yeah. So I don't know what you think, but um, I guess. I mean, I would go between one of yours, actually, because yeah, I, I don't Banksy. think Neil Cole deserves to be number one plank. I think he's he quite. To be I'd be quite happy for him to be number three. We don't want to give
2: him yeah. the satisfaction. No. Exactly. no, exactly right. Do you think Banksy deserves? I it
3: think Banksy for being a
2: pretty, massive it's plank. Just
3: the comedic timing. Planksy, it? and
2: maybe he should walk the <laughs> and he should walk the plank on his own boat. That would be great. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Planksy. Me too. That's planksy.
1: fantastic. That's pretty good. That's, That's a, hashtag. Good.
0: That's a yeah. hashtag. So Banksy.
1: So, so the Adele haters coming at number two. Number one, plank of the week. Banksy the planksy. Well done. Uh, we'll see you next week. Russell, thank you very much indeed. Esther, thank you very much indeed. Don't forget, get yourself onto our YouTube channel and subscribe to it. And look out for all the great stuff that we're doing. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>